With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet special preview podcast for the 2023 Cheltenham Festival. Over the next 20 minutes to half an hour or so, we'll be conducting our Cheltenham preview to give listeners an insight into what our Patreon content will be like over the next week or so. So welcome, patrons, as always, uh, on our special video podcast, but also other listeners as we're on Spotify for this special one-off show. Throughout the course of the festival, we will have daily shows available only on our Patreon channel. So it's www.patreon.com forward slash Trampled Bet or search the Patreon app, search Trampled Bet Podcast. £6 a month, you can be a member and it will give you daily episodes of the Trampled Bet Podcast focusing on horse racing for what is our favourite week of the year. So the Cheltenham Festival 2023 runs from Tuesday, March 14th until Friday, March 17th. It contains 14 Grade 1 races across a four-day festival, seven races a day, so 28 races in total. It's going to be magic. My name is Andy Vaughan. Today, I am joined by regular Trampled Bet co-host Gordon McLarnon. How are you, Gordo? I am well. I'm very well. It's Cheltenham time. It's the busiest week of the year. We're a week away. This is Wednesday, so... You know, there's still some things to be sorted out. We don't know exactly where each horse will be running, but yeah, Cheltenham, Cheltenham fever is, is starting. I have my a pint of Guinness already, a week early. That's good, good man. I haven't quite quite got there yet, but um, I'm sure that this weekend will sort me right out. But um, yeah, uh, and also, I mean, we have to, in your introduction to our last guest, you have to say that we both had to send him 20 quid last year because he's too fucking good at this when it comes to the That's overall true. selection of horses. So do you want to do the introduction for him? Well, I mean, like, I've got a script here that I've been doing pretty well at so far. All right, well, excellent. Go for it. <laughs> so, you know, prep work does go into this. Um, does that, it? That was, ab- that was absolutely next on the list. Um, but yeah, sure. We've jumped the gun slightly. It's not just myself and Gordon. Uh, we have horse racing expert, let's say, between between all the hosts we have on the Trampled Bet podcast, the one that knows horses the most is absolutely Mr. Dave Greenfield. How are you, Dave? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll give you expert between uh, me, Jerry, and uh, the rest of the guys, probably. But yeah, Jerome, expert, yeah, not sure. <laughs> you, like we're you know obviously we're a sports betting podcast that's been on the go for five five years now or so. Episode one hundred and eighty of our football betting show is is coming up this weekend. <laughs> but in terms of in terms of horse racing, we have had success in the past, and a lot of that success has been down to you, Dave. So do not sell yourself short. Uh, I think we had, a, comes- on, sorry. We, had a, we had a good time last year. I think we had some winners, did some decent prices. So. And we'll be looking to do that again. So obviously we have four four days worth of racing um, and we'll be doing daily episodes that will be recorded the morning of. 
so that we've got full declarations for each race. Obviously, we're a week out just now. Uh, it can be pretty difficult to second guess where trainers, where connections might send their horses. So there's a bit of second guessing. But on the daily shows, we will know for certain uh, the lineup of each race um, and be able to give you advice on sort of final pricing as well, because you'll get best odds guaranteed uh, from a lot of the bookmakers uh, early in the morning. To, I think it's 10 a.m. or something from William, William Hill. Bet365 are already best price guaranteed, but obviously the odds will change as horses drop in and out and we uh, get closer to the final race card. So the purpose of today's show, lads, is to run through a quick preview of the festival, pick out a better two to look forward to, pick out a better two to avoid, have a wee look at some of the specials. Um, I'll just, before we get into that, I'll just start with uh, Skybetter offering money back as cash if your horse loses in the opening race each day, as it has done the previous few years. The change this year, though, is unlike previous years, it's not a set amount. The amount varies by customer, and I'm led to believe that this is totally random. Now, for those watching you'll see me do the air quotes there definitely did the air quotes not certain it's random um i've had a look myself my offer for this year is any bet up to the value of two pounds see i'm on the same boat i've got that that two pound threshold here now i don't under, i don't know if it's because i use 365 and william hill for almost everything or we were so good at picking that 20 quid first race thing last year <laughs> every day that they just went nah no having it um well, it started you know, well last you, year. With... I, I don't know if you've are, are you party to that offer. Are you a fifty quidder or something? You can tell us you're secretly a a two hundred <laughs> quid money back one or no? I, to be honest, I haven't got a score back yet. But uh, I know Paddy's are doing um, the f- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think it's a free five pound bet on any race that you want mm-hmm. off those days. So it's not yeah. too bad. Yeah, and there will be offers throughout the festival from the majority of bookies, but that Skybet author is borderline insulting. So <laughs> I will be making sure most of my balance for the Cheltenham Festival goes to Bet365, Coral, William Hill and Paddy Power. Um, and I'll be trying to stay off Skybet as much as I can because... Just be insulting, honest, isn't it? It's like, it's it like is, it, it is so that 20 quid came out at the end of it. Like I was just putting on the next race. They had me. Like, do you know what I mean? They would have been better off just stopping the offer, in all yeah. honesty, than going from what was one of the best offers of the festival to a, just a kick in the teeth for, some, for loyal to, customers. Yeah, um, essentially something that William Hill give you on a daily basis with their free spins, potentially. <laughs> like, that's just, you know, yeah. Yeah, so it's so a no good. Boo Skybet uh, is, is certainly the line I'm taking for 2023. Um, so yes, gentlemen, we will be doing this daily, but obviously uh, there is a long lead up to the greatest show on turf and we have all been following the jumps season uh, very closely. So we're in the position just now a week out to perhaps give some some of the, the best bets as we see it just now, or certainly the ones that we are looking forward to the most. With the caveat... That we may ch- that we may change this as further information comes in in the week ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might find out that the horse <laughs> just isn't running in that race, which is fine. But you know, that's that's why we're you can get non-runner money back generally at, at quite a lot. Of the well, bet three six five is the bookmaker we use the most, but that's where I've placed all my anti-post stuff in the in the bet three six five. Yeah, generally give you 
the most solid prices across the board, across all sports. They tend to shirk the gimmicky money back offers. And if they do an offer, it's either really good, but they sort of rely on the fact that their prices are just generally solid for online bookmakers. Um, but do keep an eye out uh, and, and do sign up to the Patreon and, and join us because we will point out all the good bookie offers that you should be taking advantage of and also where you can get enhanced place terms and all that sort of good stuff. So Gordo, I do believe you have some categories of bits you would like to to run through and myself and Dave can chip in. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we'll just do it kind of podcasty format in that um, the plan was we'll talk about the banker of the festival, which we're all going to fucking agree on it, obviously, because it's, it's, there's, there's basically one that you can really say <laughs> that for. Uh, the bet of the festival, so that can be, you know, it can be value, it could be just a horse that you fancy particular, but there's the one bet that you think, oh, you know, it's one that you've got on already. Um, the lay of the week, which is probably where a lot of my bets of the festival end up. Um, I think last year my lay of the week won by eight lengths. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, so there's that in there. An outsider shout. So for our podcast um, listeners in general, we we would class I would class an outsider as anything two to one above. Um, you know, on horse right on rate, horse racing wise, these will be about fives plus, even though it may be the favourite in the race. But it's outsider to us. Uh, and then the Presbury Cup, which Ireland are going to win. So um, that's really the uh, the sections and how we'll run through them. Andy, do you want to start off with your banker of the festival? Because uh, it's all of ours anyway. Yeah, I presume it will be everyone's banker of the festival. It's Constitution Hill in the Champion Hurdle at 3.30pm on Tuesday. It won the Supreme Novices Hurdle last year by 22 lengths over stablemate John Bond. A race where, Gordon, we had a side bet. And I was very much on the side of Constitution Hill. And if I remember correctly, you fancied some of the Irish horses. Dysart Dynamo. I did. Yeah, it was a Nicky Henderson one too, though. Uh, so Constitution Hill did the business last year. Since then, gone from strength to strength. It quite frankly, looks unstoppable. On the fighting fifth at Newcastle, beating Epitant by 10 lengths. Smashed it again at Kempton in the Christmas hurdle. Again, beating Epitant. He's won everything he's raced in. This will make it six races unbeaten. I can't see a different winner. There's just not going to be a different winner. And I'll now open the floor to to you and Dave to uh, probably agree with that. Although you never know. Uh, my lay of the no, kind of, uh, so for the Constitution Hill, yeah, for me is is also the bet of the festival. Like, give one point two six, Dave. I know that you have some interesting, not side action, but perhaps something you would like to add to the to the pot here. So I'll yeah, like no. to take it away. Obviously. Yeah. Certainly, the bank of the festival at four to eleven. Um, you know, people will say it's short, but as I've heard people say before, would would you rather put eleven quid on a win and um, win four quid, or would you rather put it on something that loses? <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but no, I've, I've had a look around. I've tried to find a bit of a, a way to uh, get the odds up and get him on board, and uh, I did find on bet three six five running. The race won by the widest margin. Now, the cross-country trace is the favourite at 7-2, which you've got Delta Work and uh, Galvin E top two in that. Um, but the champion hurdles 5-1. to one. So you, you can get basically 5-1 to one on Constitution Hill to win by the widest margin. Now, I can see Constitution Hill winning 10-15 
Yeah, are you talking? Uh, you're you're referring to uh, the kind of distance that perhaps another Cheltenham favourite would win by Tiger Roll. That kind of yeah. that, those kind of distances. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, 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 me personally, I think Galvin or Dalwork might win that race, but Galvin, I think, will put up a good fight. So I can't see Dalwork winning by more than 10, 12 lengths. So I think Constitution Hill will win. So I think that's a good way to get. Basically five to one on Constitution Hill. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm big on the Galvin hype, obviously from from <laughs> last year, and it, and, it, and he delivered in stunning fashion um, <laughs> by being awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, what is it? He placed. Yes, but I had him to win in every single group <laughs> I had on that day and through the weekdays, which is basically as good as nothing for me. Um, but yeah, so no, I know um, five to one. I think is, is is quite a good shout in there, and yeah, good. I think we all agree that Constitution Hill is going to win this race by some margin. And obviously, our favourite or Andy's favourite trainer, uh, being the man who's do, doing it for him, has made this so much more solid for the podcast. It's generally all the things you like win. Okay, um, Anderson, there he is. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be wonderful. Constitution Hill is going to be wonderful. It might, it, do you know what? It's even a race I might just not put any money on. Mm. And, ju- and just sit and watch Constitution Hill be amazing. He's he's one of these horses that comes around once in a generation. Like I really think he's that special. You think um, he's up there so, with Altior? That kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember with Altior, it got to the point where people were just like, he's, like, he's one of six for this. <laughs> just going to watch him be win. really good at horse racing. Watch him <laughs> win. Instead of backing him. Yeah. So, but you never know. Um, you will get specials that pop up now and again when uh, William Hill and the likes do their Constitution Hill and another, both to win at enhanced price. And if you like the and other, that might be a good way to include Constitution Hill in your in your betting slips if you were going to back the other one anyway. But yeah, two to seven, eleven, uh, four to eleven is pretty short, but he's he's just guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So I mean, on to now the bet of the festival. Then this is just the bet that you like the most of the festival in here. Um, you know, we'll be we'll be previewing every single race in here. So there'll be at least twenty-eight horses each from this. And they may be shared, there maybe maybe parts and that, that are aren't in there. But this is the one where you just think to yourself, I really like this, and I'm gonna go on it. So in trample bet fashion, Andy, would you like to start us off? You want me to go first? Okay, so this is this is the bet that I think I'm most looking forward to. So yeah. not the one I'm most not the one I'm most sure of by any means because it's a bloody competitive race, but I can't really you know the Betway Queen Mother Champion Chase on Wednesday. Now I don't know if either of you guys, both of you are probably like, why have you picked this for this section? <laughs> I think it's just it's ultra competitive. Like it is, it is going to be competitive. However, there is definitely one that I favour over the four that that lead market, and that's Edward Stone. Um, so Wednesday at 3.30pm odds of 2 to 1 just now he won the Arkle last year in convincing fashion um, and horses that win the Arkle have a great record in this race so while the bookies can't make up their minds I'm going to side with Edward Stone and Alan King um, 
he's competed gamely with both other favourites for this race. So Gentleman to me uh, beat him at Aintree last year following that Arco victory. So straight after. So he would, he would have been knackered anyway. And then editor De Geet beat him on the line basically at Clarence House in, at Cheltenham in January. But I think that's going to be reversed this time. Edward Stone got his timing all wrong that day. He was basically racing against Energamine and he overtook both Energamine and editor De Geet. Uh, but gave editor to get far too far too much. Let him get too far to, far ahead. Used up everything he had in the tank, reeling him in, and then got re-overtaken basically on the line and finished second. I don't think he'll make that same mistake again. He'll be a lot more forward in his approach to this race. Uh, won't give editor to get too much rule. Won't be as concerned with an energamine that I don't think is 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 as good as previously. And I think he's got enough in the tank to beat gentlemen to me as well. So it's a four. It's not a four horse race. It's more than that. But there are there are four right at the top of the market. Um, and I am going to side with Edward Stone, a quality horse at, at two to one. And I think the odds will fluctuate and go back and forth. The, you know, it's, that's two to one just now. Um, let, let's see what happens in the in the run up to the race and, and who drifts and who comes in. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to the most because I've got a solid pick. That I like, but it's going to be a really good race. It's not. It's not a pick. I think it's going to just easily breeze to victory. It's going to be a cracking watch. Yeah, that's a good synopsis. Dave, hit, hit me with your thoughts on that race and why you like Gentleman Demi to win it or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever else is. No, to be honest, I'm with you. I think Edward Stone will win it. I think, yeah. there's, I think there's been a lot of uh, a lot of good races between a lot of them over the yeah. season. And, you know, it's not one where one's just got away with it. They've all had to go at each other. So it's going to be an exciting race, actually, yeah. I've got nothing to contribute to that race because it's it's not even one that I've I've, I've looked at more. If you rank it's like the horses, going to be wonderful. If, if you rank the races for me like one to twenty eight, that's somewhere like thirteen or something. <laughs> you know? um, but no, I I could pick in there and 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 yeah, a very competitive running. Um, I'm also in a bit of a weird, a weird race for 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 my pick of the festival. Um, it's the Boodles. Uh, on, on day on day one, I know Andy's mouthing the word boodle. Andy, what the boodles and, and not not the gold cup though. No, the, the original no, and the, the original. best. Yes, brackets old boodles is uh, is how it's it's shown in racing post. And I really like favourite to Cal in this at four to one. Um, just done quite well up until now. Uh, they, they've ran him recent, reasonably recently. He was he'd done really well in the first couple of starts at big fielded races. Um, he was a third favourite at Navan. Um, and then at Leopardstown, he won out of 18 horses. He then stepped up to a bit of stiffer competition in there, uh, coming third behind um, Gala Marsal and Lossiemouth, who are both running the JCB, and Lossiemouth's the favourite for it. I've never seen the JCB have a favourite at, like, do you know when you, you look at the, the that race and it's generally like an absolute crapshoot? Um, there's a, he's about I think it's like four to one ish for it, which is which is quite big for it for a race full of like lossy lossy mouth. Uh huh. Lossy mouth thirteen to eight for the thirteen to eight. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. I, I read that thing. really really in there is a is is quite a short favourite. But short favourite, but so Takao was was behind Lossy mouth in, in the most recent run in there. The other horses in this race, I'm not that convinced by Biker, not so much Risk Bell and Sarah Lane. Um, there's also a horse in the race just called Bad. 
which I, I assumed it would have been a would have been a better, a, not a great name for a horse overall. Um, but but yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I really think Takao's going to be good and and good in here. Thirty eight days since his last race, um, second highest RPR in here. For me, it's a horse that I, I think quite heavy for it, but it, it looks like it's going to be a good running of it, and I could see Takao winning this. Fifteen to two is the nearest horse to it as well. Um, I've got him at sixes, I think, anti-post from a little earlier on. So it's, it's came in already um, in here. But yeah, it's also entered into the, the, the JCB, but it's like 66 to 1 because it's probably not going to run. <laughs> probably not going to run in that. Um, but yeah, the, the rest of the horses in there, I just don't, I, I'm not really rating. Um, and Takao had beaten a couple of them before in there, Samuel Spade and, and some from that. But yeah, so Takao is my my, my uh, bet of the week. It's one I'm most excited about watching. And there, again, a race that less, you know, the original Boodles is not one that people go, what's your favourite Cheltenham race? <laughs> That's the, it's Tuesday's second last. Um, but yeah, w- one I'm quite excited about. So Dave. Re- That's going to be a race that you probably struggle to find opinions on. I mean, uh, probably. I mean, Dave, do you have one? Or are you just going to come in and say Biker was your best bet at the festival? And the, uh, no, I, I was listening to a, a podcast and someone was tipping up bad, actually. But um, I have no, I think a few people have listened to have uh, tipped up to cow and they'll all want the sound of to cow. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a mental. I've got my. I've got a horse next to you know my notes. I'm looking at my one note file just now. And I've got a fourteen to one shot or something in that race. I think th- I think I just got scared having to make a pick from the top of the market and went, ah, I can't decide. Is it Perseus Way? Common practice. Common practice. I said, well, yeah. I mean, I, but yeah, I, I would. Well, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be advising anyone to to back that. That's that. That's just the truth of what I'm looking just, at in front of you've me. You just had a bit of a nosy, but yeah. So to to cow for me, Dave, give us your what's your most well. It's, it doesn't have to be your best bet at the festival, but it has to be what the best you're the bet you're most looking forward to. It can be a bet if you want, at best if you want. So what have you got? Uh so I'm gonna give you a horse that uh ran in the Supreme last year, but uh was pulled up in the Supreme, and that's uh, Mighty Potter. Mighty and uh Potter. he goes in the Turners this year on the Thursday, and uh he's five to four favourite. Uh, uh he's obviously trained by Gordon Elliott, six year old. Uh, ride one six four. Uh, like I said, since he was pulled up in the Supreme last year, he's uh won every race since. Won his last four starts. Uh, his last race was at Leopardstown in Feb. Won that quite easily. Uh, I just don't see much putting up to it, to be honest. Just think it'll be he's solid. He has such solid form most of the season. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just just think he'll be fine. Yeah, you don't I think I, I think he'll be fine is a is a great response in there because it's just like <laughs> we, me and Andy are both like, yeah, it could be a really interesting. Guys, yeah, like Dave's just like he's just going to win this race. Be nothing, yeah, nothing spectacular about it. He's you're, just not, you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not scared mm-hmm. by the likes of Appreciate It or Banbridge, Dave. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm not 100 percent sure Appreciate will go. To be honest. Mm. Uh, uh, Bambridge has had an okay few races this year, but I don't, I don't think he's in the same league as Marty Potter, to be honest. Yeah, because but Bambridge, who's the sec- the second favourite? I'm looking at it in three six five just now. El Fabiolo. Now that beat Bambridge and appreciated pretty recently, didn't it? Yeah, but El Fabiolo will go to the Arco. Yeah, it's yeah. going to the Arco. It's it's yeah. in the Arco with uh, 
John Bond. Hey, John, John Bond, Bond and Dysart Dynamo, possibly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that takes us through those ones there. And we're not combining them or anything in there. I don't know if, if you were doing that there, Andy. I seen you typing. I'm, I'm, that's not what I was trying no, to. No, 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 no. I was just <laughs> building up 365 to see the, the current yeah. prices of the of the turners. Yeah. That was all. Well, well that's good. So, um, yeah, we're on to lay of the week. Um, so, as I said, I, I've, I've got good form for picking a horse that's going to be unbelievable uh, on its day. Uh, I think the last two times we've done this. So... I was tempted to pick a horse I like and then just see if it goes on to win, but I think the universe knows that ahead of time. Um, but yes, the, I mean, do you want to go first? Sorry, we've done this, Andy, um, the, the right way around here. And I'm, uh, do you want do you want to start us off with your no? Let's let's you know, spe- no, no, spe- special special extra podcast. Let's let's mix it up. Let's have you go first this time. Let's have Dave go f- go first in the outsider shot. Okay. Um, so there was two horses I could have could have said here, and I kind of settled on one. I don't think honeysuckle is gonna. Uh, I don't think honeysuckle is gonna win the Close Brothers. Uh, I, I I really like honeysuckle. One of my favourite horses, maybe. Well, I'm consistently backed. Um, I think Marie's Rock has it way over. And uh, if the this is if they both go here, I mean Nicky Henderson there. I know honeysuckle's a year older, but Marie's Rock look, looked really good. Honeysuckle's struggled on the last. They're both course and distance. They're both, you know, um, excellent horses in here. Similar RPRs. Um, but I just there's something about honeysuckle this year in the nine to four there. It wins pretty much everything it runs. However, the last two races it has run out of the so 16 out of 18 wins there. The two last races it has run, it's came second of five at Leopardstown and third of eight at Fairy House. So I just don't think that the favouritism with the form coming into this is as merited. Um before that, it basically just ran down any horse that it came up against. So Quite like Marie's Rock, Marie's Rock or Epitome in this, but depending on the pretender on, you know, I just don't think it's Honeysuckle, um, and that is the favourite in this, and that's my 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 lay in there. So I look forward to Honeysuckle turning round its form, winning by beating our, our original bet on Constitution Hill here of like by winning this race by like twenty eight lengths. So um, yeah, that's 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 how we go. Uh, Dave, do you want to go next, or Andy, do you want to chip in on that? Have you got honeysuckle as your your outsider of the somehow? Or are you? No, your... I've got. I'll I'll go next purely because I spoke to you about three hours ago on the phone, Gordon, and you told yeah. me a totally different horse for your lay of the week. Right, <laughs> yeah. my my lay of the week, honeysuckle, and uh, great. Well, you've just you just so you just stolen it there. In the last that, three hours, that, it was because I it was because I was between two. So my other one was uh-huh. Fasil uh-huh. Vega in there, which I yeah. didn't. But Fasil Vega in there. But if your if Dave's going to come on and say that he fucking thought Fasil Vega was his lay of the week, now I'm just ruining everyone. So so getting as close getting as close to stopping talking as I, I can. Uh, Andy, do you want to chip on and why you think Honeysuckle's fucking shite as well? Well, I don't think it's shite. <laughs> it's clearly a very talented yeah, horse. I mean, this is sort of its swan song or send off from from the festival and a festival that is done. Superbly well, uh, obviously winning the champion hurdle twice, 2021 and 2022. However, I think pretty much across the board, everyone's of the opinion that, you know, our best racing days are ultimately behind her. Um, and this will be a super competitive race. You mentioned Epitant, Marie's Rock, you know, and there's other, you know, there's Echoes in Rain in there, Brandy Love, Love Envoy, Theatre Glory, all potentially running in that, all priced under 10 to 1, all capable on the day of, of beating Honeysuckle. So, as a two to one favourite, I don't, I don't, I don't like honeysuckle in there at all. I, in fact, if it was just pick the winner, um, and everything was 
the same price, I, w- I wouldn't be picking honeysuckle. You yeah, know, if it was a if it was a sweepstake contest, I wouldn't be overjoyed if I if I pulled honeysuckle's name out of the hat. Um, if I was forced to pick a winner right now, it'd be Marie's Rock as well. Uh, won it last year, looks to be better this year. So the chances of a repeat performance are pretty high. Be interesting to see what happens with Epitont and whether she goes for this or the champion chase. Um, and Theatre Glory as well, who may go to the Coral Cup. So is Henderson going to run those horses in this race? Is he not? Um, we'll, we'll add a wee bit, but probably Marie, Marie's Rocks, the, the one to oppose Honeysuckle in my eyes. I mean, I know that I fucked your pick there, so I am genuinely sorry. But at the same time, it does show that we both have almost the similar reasoning for this. It's good. Yeah, no, it's and, uh, good. And good. I, I now feel like passing to Dave here, he's going to he's gonna say what I think he is. So, so Dave, who do you not like at the festival? That's all that I guess. Nah, of course he fucking doesn't like to deal with me. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, right, what then? Yeah, obviously, course winner last year, uh, winning the champion bumper, the flat rise. Uh, he's nine to four favourite at the moment for the Supreme. Uh, obviously from William Mullins. Uh, had an okay season to start off with. Uh, won won three races since its last uh Cheltenham run, but its last race at Leopardstown in February uh ended up finishing fifth. Went off way too quick. Um, I, I think uh, William Mullins actually. I had to go at town end about the way he rode her, but I'm not sure she, uh, him, sorry, he was right um, to go anywhere. I'm not sure it was just the pace of the race. It just it clattered through one of the fences as well. It just never never looked right. So I'm just not sure I can forgive it, that run. Uh, see, there was a thing as well they were talking about possibly being lame as well in that run, um, which doesn't really say much for me. That was the other reason on this. doesn't really say much for it. Like, be going like, yeah, yeah, that's my that's my nap of the festival right there. <laughs> Possibly laying my fifth of sixth on last outing at four no. nine. So yeah. Now, Dave, interesting question here. Obviously, you've picked a horse in the Supreme Novices Hurdle, so that's the that's a very first race, the very first day that kicks things off. It's also the Sky Bet money back offer for those that have a decent amount in there, right? You know, not us in our in our two quids. But for those people, if they're looking to oppose Facil Vega, knowing that they've got a risk-free shout, where might you think in that race a better um, option is? I mean, I've I, I, I backed Tamaros um, anti-post, but it's a bit hit and miss. Uh, what, uh, I haven't got a computer in front of me. Uh, so, is, so you've got... Like eight to one. Yeah, eh, you've got Elite Thompson at 13 to 2. Eh, Marine National is the one at fours that I also don't think is fantastic. Eh, Imparit Pass at 11 to 2. Gaelic Warrior at 8. 11 to 2? I'm looking at 365 just now and Imparit Pass is 10s. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, just go, I'm just going by the Racing Posts app for, for getting yeah, the most so recent runners. Normal, so. but I'm just saying there's, there's some value there then. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's where my money would be going on Imperial Pass, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would go Gaelic Warrior in there, but yeah, uh, Fasil Vega, no confidence really in that 
<laughs> doing there, which is great because we all came to roughly the same conclusions there, which is nice. Sorry, I ruined everyone's <laughs> section. I think we all picked the same fucking horse for the next section. Hey, you know, it can happen. We don't, we don't, we don't really discuss, um, you know, in detail what 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 we're going to say so that it's a surprise and you get realistic reactions to hearing other people's picks and can have a a proper discussion. And you know, that's that's what happens. That's all good. It's it's interesting. Um, we're all sort of agreed on the supreme novices because because last year there was a big split. Between us all on um on how that how that race would go down. So it'll be interesting to see come Tuesday morning when we're actually giving our our picks each for the race where we end up siding. But I don't think any of us are going to going to side on with Facile Vega. So, me and yeah. me and Dave showed up on Tuesday morning like yeah Facile Vega uh, nap of the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I mean, I think, well, so we're, I guess we now move on to the outsider section where I am letting Dave take the lead here because I, I've done one and he's done one. So go on. What you got? Where are they? Uh, Who are you fancying? So I'm in the Gold Cup on, on the Friday, obviously, the big race of the week. And yes. um, a lot of sounds rushing at 20 to 1. Uh, Eight-year-old, right, 165. Uh, Ruth Jefferson trained, but... This season, he's got first, fourth, and two seconds. Uh, last run at Cheltenham in January on the new course, uh, where he finished second behind uh, Hoyt and Yor. Uh, you know, Galloping Deschamps and Brave Man's game you've got in there, but there's still a lot of talk about will they stay, won't they stay, what the pace will be. Uh, obviously, you've got Noble Yates, a bit about whether he'll get up the hill at the end. Um, so I think Sands Russian is a strong stayer and a strong finisher. So at, at 20 to 1, I'd be quite happy to uh, take a good HY shout on him because uh, I think he can at least run into a place. Certainly could see him third, if not second, to someone. You know, hopefully we'd like to see him win it at that kind of money, but I yeah. certainly could see him placing, yeah. No, I, I mean, bold going gold cup. That's uh, you're meant to pick something like a race to people. It's like not even televised. It's like you know, the, the five <laughs> ten one. You've got to switch over to racing TV for it. Um, but yeah, that is bold indeed. Twenty to one in the gold cup. Does Shishkin run in the gold cup, Dave? No, no, nah. Reiner. Yeah, uh, it wins the Reiner. Yeah, should do. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I just love galloping Deschamps. Although he's always going to be a horse that goes down for me as one that I should have won a fortune on and didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's a course fall. He's falling. So falling. Yeah. And yeah. the last last year I've been so far in front. It was Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I'd just tipped up like, you know, because I was adamant that this was my like bet at the festival last year on Gallop and Deschamps. And he romped it only to fall at the at, at the very last. Um, so I'll always look back at him no matter how good he gets and going, I, I did not make no one made any money on him really even if he goes on to have a great career because you know he's 6-4 favourite for the Gold Cup yeah. who's making that much money on that yeah You've, there's, there's probably value backing elsewhere and maybe your chance has been missed but yeah sounds rushy like it not one I'd considered yet but that's for that's for Friday next Friday 3.30pm the uh, the big race of the whole festival the Cheltenham Gold Cup Gordo what have you got yeah, so I'm glad that no one's talked about this yet because I, I, I'm, I'm really liking this. So this is a Coral Cup. Uh, it was a 250. Uh, I really, really like HMS Seahorse here. 
Um, and I almost so the favourite in this is, uh, race is seven to one Campron, but it's it's not really a it's a favourite. But the next horses are fifteen to two, ninety one. You know, it's not that much of a favourite. You know, but I just fuck me Campron is shit. Like I cannot <laughs> see a reason. Like Campron's Campron's last five runs read like. See if you just had a guy in a horse suit, <laughs> they could have done exactly the same thing. Like two blo- right, pick two blokes from the crowd and go like right, you're both ends of the horse suit. This is his last but eight of ten, twelve of fifteen, unbridled, fourth of four, unseated rider. Right. That, that's not the record of a horse that should be favourite in this. HMS Seahorse, I really like in this race. Um Paul Nolan trained. Was brilliant in the van in its last uh, its last run out. They've tr- with Campron the favourite in this race, they've tried to get them up to speed. You know, done three races over the kind of January period there, none of which have been a good run out. Um, contrast that with HMS Seahorse, who had a crap race in September at Corral, where he was nineteenth of thirty, was gelded, and then came back at the van and won in a really strong field there. So it beat Felix to say Desai. Is it Desai or Desai? Um Beat Felix to say in there fifteen to two. Uh, come in, beat Lucky Max as well. Um, so it's done really well of recent, and I just think at ten to one, uh, it's a good priced outsider to have a, a bit of a go at on there. Um, the rest of the horses around them, outside of um, kind of Camperon and Run for Oscar, uh, are are not anywhere near on RPR or official rating. Like the you know, it's it's a bit of a golfing class there. I know that we're quite far out, but I know that barring. Um, Barring injury, HMSC horse will run in this because there's still horses listed in this that you just think probably not. Brandy Love not running this race. Then at 14s at the moment, um, Bally Adam 16s probably not going to run here as well. Phil Dor. So this race will thin out. So if you can get on it now, it's going to drop way below tens uh, b- before the race kicks off. So I really like HMSC horse here. So Andy, what, what you what you got? The the Coral Cup is just it's just an absolute bingo simulator of a of a horse race that like last year I'm just looking back so my, I I use OneNote here's a wee plug for Microsoft OneNote and what a great bit of software it is uh, but I'm looking back at my Ch- Cheltenham 2022 notebook um, at the Coral Cup Dave you were the only only person of the, the the four that we had on on the show to return any profit from the Coral Cup. Gowell Road, a tenner each way at ten to one, and it came seventh. <laughs> <laughs> got got you plus ten pounds. There we go. Um, I had uh, call me Lord who pulled up. Gordon had the shunter at twelve to one, uh-huh. also pulled up. Um, there were there were twenty six runners last year. Like it's it's absolute chaos that race. So be- best of luck, Gordon. I, I have to say if. If Theatre Glory goes to the Coral Cup, that's where my money will be going. Uh, but there's, you know, we, we spoke about it earlier. There's a yeah. much bigger chance now from uh, that it will go to the mayors instead. Uh, so, I, so I might, I might end up following you. Uh, just on the seahorse. Come on, you've really, you've, you've really <laughs> sold it there, haven't you? <laughs> We're all Team Seahorse. So, um, yeah, Andy, round us out then with the outsiders. What have you, what have you got, or outsider? Outsider-ish price. So, um. I'm sticking on day one on Tuesday. I'm going. I'm in the National Hunt Chase, uh, which is the I think the last race of the day. Um, it's the longest and the oldest race of the the entire festival. It's had quality winners in previous years. Statler won it last year. Obviously, a Gold Cup contender this year. Um, the Irish typically do well in this race. In the last twelve runnings, Mullins and Elliot have counted for seven of those twelve winners between them. 
Um, so, you know, I'm, that's where I'm looking in this race. It has, this is a race that has a favourite as well. This easily should have been maybe the other section of the, the lay section. Gaillard de, de Menil has been favourite for this race for like a whole year now. But it's reasonably surprising as he has a one win in eight record when chasing. And you can't really rely uh, on on that sort of thing. You could also ask questions about stamina. Uh, failed to stay on at the Irish Grand National. Will he do the same in the National Hunt chase? And he's around evens. So that's pretty mental. Um, and it's worth taking on, I think. Um, and I'm taking it on with chemical energy. So that's a Gordon Elliott horse. Won at Cheltenham in October. Uh, and after that, uh, Elliot revealed he would be specifically targeted at this race. That was the, that that was the plan for Chemical Energy to come back and to have a go at the National Hunt um, during Cheltenham. Uh, he had another run out since then. Uh, the yard thought he needed it at Nace in January, but you know he was fourth. Who cares? The ground was pretty poor. Uh, you'll appreciate the forecast being a bit better this time around um, uh, at Cheltenham. So he's Elliot's big horse for the race. His big hope. Um, and I'm sitting with him. So, chemical energy in the National Hunt chase at sevens. Cool. Uh, I was so tempted to interrupt you there, but I'm glad I didn't uh, when you said it. uh, it's typical outsider price to come in at like 19 to 10. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so no, we, speaking of Gordon Elliott and Irish horses in here, we actually, I sent something around. OLBG did a really good uh, festival rundown of kind of percentile winners based on like an individual unit staked. Uh, and Gordon Elliott, mm. out of all the trainers, is the only one that if you backed every single one of their horses, you would have generated a profit. That was it. That, so if you if you had a look on there, so I, I don't mind a, a Gordon Elliott in there. Um, the other thing, though, which surprised me, I must say, is that... Uh, Andy's favourite jockey was actually the most prominent one for for uh, races run and profit on top, which is incredible considering Nico de Boinville is generally prefixed with fucking by Andy. Fucking Nico de Boinville. (laughs) 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 He's just fell off again or he's done that. Like, I don't know how many of his 145 runners at Cheltenham you've been on, but it's certainly not. Probably quite a few. Yeah. So I know it was quite interesting. There's some really good statistics and a good plug for OLBG on there. But um, yeah, um, I just I, we're on to the Presbury Cup. Do you get any thoughts that are one to eighteen? <laughs> so the pre- so the Presbury Cup because uh, obviously that you know listeners to this show might not be big racing fans um, is the contest between Great Britain and Ireland, uh, who has the most winners at the Cheltenham Festival, and the Irish are heavy, heavy favourites, and rightly so. So does anyone have any thoughts on it that, that aren't, you know... Yeah, I've got a correct score. Yeah, yeah, go on then, Dave, what you got? Uh, so, Ireland, Ireland to win my 20 to 8 is <laughs> 13 to 2. Brilliant. I'll go on that, Dave. that's fine. I don't even need reasoning. <laughs> If you can so, add more than eight UK horses that are going to win races, I'd be surprised. Yeah, Constitution Hill, Edward Stone. There's two in the bag. I thought you were just Marie's going to start, Rock. Three. I thought you were just going to start listing Constitution Hill for Lucia. Other four. Right, we're getting there. Right. You're just naming yeah, like yeah, Nicky it's, Henderson. It's Nicky Henderson versus <laughs> Ireland here, as opposed to like Ed, Edward Stone's Alan King. All right, fair. 
behave yourself. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, obviously Nicky Anderson's one one of the uh, more successful UK yards, so you'd expect a few of them to come from there. Nicky Anderson to write uh, to write. <laughs> Can, you <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, to, to train four or more winners is five to four. And as much as I love Nicky Anderson, I don't know if that's if there's really any value in that at all. Um, this was just from Paddy Power. Eleven or more GB winners is sort of the line. So they've sort of set the line at ten and a half. Um, so eleven or more is eleven to eight, Dave. And with your correct scoreline, I presume you'd be wanting the under there. Yeah, yeah. So perhaps maybe that's a way to look at it. You can take an over underline and number of Irish or or, or GB winners. Yeah, but because I think we're all pretty certain it's going to be close to twenty Irish winners at least. Yeah, it's like that Ryder Cup recently where everyone was like, oh. You know, it's going to be really close. And we were on a podcast just going, it's not even fucking anywhere near. And Americans are going to win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a great Ryder Cup for us. Bad yeah. for Europe. It was great terrible for, for you. They basically it's just were like, America, so constantly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a great week. So let's hope we have a, as good a week as we did during uh, undisclosed previous Ryder Cups. Um, and yeah, I don't. Is there anything else you guys want to mention here? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, we, there's a whole bunch of activity on the group that we we do around this, and there'll be people posting tips, and we we generally do a little bit of a thread on best bookmakers for offers that they're doing just now. So if you see anything and you hear anything, you know, feel free to stick it on the Facebook group. It might seem daft, and you think, oh, everyone's got a Paddy Power account. Some folks don't, and they'll miss out on that fiver, and yeah. it's a much better way of you know having a, a, a free shot at something. Um, also, Andy runs a place pot syndicate here, which is all consuming for his life that week. Um, and we'll do it again. So uh, um, it's uh, it's really, really good fun. You know, we do a voting system for everyone who votes down uh, for who's in the syndicate just to, to vote for potential place pots. We got damn close last year. I think we got five, we did. five, uh, five races in. But we got it's six races, and you need to pick a horse that will place in each of the different races. And uh, we did, we got five out of five through onto the sixth and, and fell at the final hurdle, yeah, on um, on one of the days last year, which was unfortunate. But was it Bacardi's? I feel like it might have been Bacardi's that let us down. <laughs> I was scored, scarred by that horse, um, but yeah. So, so for this year, we'll be doing it again. So members of the Facebook group and uh, have we look out for that. Members of the Patreon, obviously, as well. Um, 20 quid. 20 quid each is is your stake for the entire week. And then we do a sort of communal play spot every day. And that gives us some interest. And, and we don't need to be picking winners then either. We can we can look a bit further afield. We're only only concerned about making those places to get a share of the big dividend at the end. Definitely. It's a, re- it's a really good way for for folks who maybe aren't as interested in horse racing to have a, a shout on every race, you know, for something you to be looking at as well. Because I know we have quite a lot of international listeners that may be looking at a recap package at the back of this as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dead, dead excited for that. It's, pro- it's my favourite part of the festival is, is that from the last couple of years. So, yeah, Andy, hope it's hope, hope we do well again this year. Yeah, let's. Um, well, here's the here's the very successful Cheltenham 2023. We'll be very active throughout. But it will all happen on our Patreon channel uh, for members of the Trampled Club. So patreon.com forward slash Trampled Bet or download the Patreon app on your cell phone. Search for Trampled Bet. Join the Trampled Bet Club, £6 a month. 
um, and you'll get access to all of our horse racing content all throughout next week. Um, it'll include podcasts, it'll include cheat sheets, all the stuff written down. Uh, and you'll also get to follow the side bet that Gordo, myself and Dave will have on where we pick one horse for each race based on a £20 stake and track our profit loss for the whole thing and someone will be crowned victorious. Um, on top of all that, you also get are a member of the Trample Bet Club. You get the early podcast release every week for our football show. Um, you'll get all the golf majors. You'll get all the extra special bonus content and the cheat sheet each week for all our football picks as well. So there's £6 a month and loads of stuff to do, and it's the only un- only way to unlock our full Cheltenham Festival content. Gentlemen, it's been fun. I've really enjoyed the couple of Guinnesses I've had while chatting with you. I'm really in the mood now. I wish the racing started tomorrow. I mean, same. It'd be great. Just roll Cheltenham into two weeks. Do the do the first <laughs> half. There's plenty of horses. Um, but yeah, no, really looking forward to it. And uh, I'm looking forward to handing Dave 20 quid on uh, next Friday anyway. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, fantastic, guys. Looking forward to it. And uh, we will catch all of our patrons soon. Mega. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers, Gordo. Cheers, Dave. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Bond, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.